You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. We think of our, our lives as kind of like a lifeline, like a line from, from, from birth to death. Like there's this straight out line. You can think of a rope like stretched out and this could be, this is your lifeline. And what happens with life is we have days, we have moments, we have seasons where we get tied up in knots. We have experiences and circumstances that tie us up like a rope gets tied up in knots. And and, and so with a rope representing your life and getting tied up in knots, what happens is the rope gets shorter and shorter and shorter the more knots come in. The more you get knotted up, the shorter the lifeline gets and you get your you find yourself at the end of your rope. <laughs> what are some things that, that we may face in, in, in life that that uh, that may tie us up in knots? Some some things that, that will get us like t- think of circumstances and situations that may tie you up in knots. What do you do when you get so overwhelmed that uh, that you're at the end of your rope? So for the next three weeks, we're going to be dealing with issues and situations that, that can cause us to be overwhelmed. Worry, fear, anger, temptation, so so many ways we get all knotted up. And each week we'll focus on a specific part of this, this New Testament letter that's called James, as, as well as some other scripture. And, what, and, and this will meet us right where we are. And it'll meet you right where you are when you're at the end of your rope. And so we're going to begin with uh, James, the first few verses of, of chapter one. And so the book of James is it's a it's con- it's considered a collection of wisdom, like for those who desire to be more like Jesus. Here's here's the wisdom and how to do that. And uh, this is a, a great place to read and study, especially when we desire to live with peace and joy and hope of being followers of Jesus, even when we get overwhelmed. This letter is from James, a slave of God and, the, and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am writing to the twelve tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings, dear friends, brothers, and sisters. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask your, your generous God, for he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. So many times we can feel so overwhelmed that we feel unstable in everything we do. But here's our big idea. The struggle is real, but so is Jesus. We're going to talk about the struggle. And the struggle is real, but so is Jesus. Now, we start off here with with a real struggle showing us it's an opportunity for real joy. That's kind of how this letter starts off. Real struggle is an opportunity for real joy. Now, 
when, when you know when the kids are happy and the dog is full of popcorn and it's easy to experience great joy like, like there's this this term about you know a husband keeping the wife happy and they say when, when mama's happy everybody's happy if mama ain't happy ain't nobody happy and that's kind of true actually right it's easy to experience joy when we have just you know good days good times good vibes but when, but what about when troubles come your way see james says here verse 2 when tr- when troubles come your way not if troubles come your way but when it's not a matter of if we will have things that overwhelm us but a matter of when see being a christian does not exclude you from going through difficult times and if there's if there's any uh, teaching it out there this this that's got you believing that well if I'm, if I'm a Christian I shouldn't go through tough times it's wrong it's false being a Christian does not exclude you from going through difficult times the scripture continues when troubles come your way consider it an opportunity for great joy <laughs> so how in the world do we do that you know I'm overwhelmed troubles have come my way oh it's an opportunity for great joy right <laughs> difficult days are opportunities for real joy because they are opportunities for real personal growth. Difficult days are opportunities for real joy because they are opportunities for real personal growth. And there's, I'm going to give you three areas that we grow during difficult days, those days that can overwhelm you. One is you can grow in, in personal prayer. You grow in your personal prayer life. Some of us only pray when, when trouble comes our way. That's the only time we pray. And going through difficult times can't be the only time you pray. And if you're going to experience a real and lasting personal spiritual growth, but they certainly are opportunities for great growth in your prayer life. This is where you begin to realize this trouble is an opportunity for great joy because it's an opportunity for me to grow in my personal prayer life. It's also an opportunity for personal endurance, to grow in your personal endurance. Endurance endurance doesn't doesn't just happen. I mean the only the only way to gain endurance is to face opportunities to endure. So James adds this, when your endurance is fully developed, you will be whole and complete, needing nothing. This isn't about, you know, physical needs and finances, that might be a part of it, but this is about maturity and wisdom. This is a, this is the realization that some things matter and some things really don't. And understanding which is which. This is where the, where the personal endurance comes in. And also difficult times are, are opportunities for great joy because they're, they're opportunities to grow in our personal faith. God doesn't cause your bad days. But God does desire to use your hurts, use your difficult circumstances to help you grow. As strange as it sounds, we, we, we should thank him for, when, for, for, for what troubles do come our way. You know, it sounds weird, right? You know, life is difficult. You know, the struggle is real. Suffering is inevitable. But how we respond is a choice. That's what I'm saying. So when troubles of any kind come your way, hang on to this promise of Scripture. And we, we've talked about this before. Just even last week, Romans 8.28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for good, for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. And so when you're overwhelmed, you know, considering, considering the troubles that, that come your way as an opportunity for great joy will go a long way and help you begin to undo the knots you're feeling. A long way in beginning to help you pull those knots out. Another thing is to, to do is to, to live with expectation that God wants to help. Okay? As you're going through 
a situation that overwhelms you and you're feeling it, you're feeling it, the struggle is real. Live with this expectation. God wants to help. James goes on, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. See, wisdom, wisdom is truth acted upon. Like, like knowledge applied practically. The ability to take another step forward in the midst of difficult circumstances. That's, that's where the true wisdom comes in. True wisdom acknowledges God and is willing to do God's will. So when it comes to wisdom, God desires to give generously to all of us. So this was originally written in Greek, like just about all of the New Testament. So it's no, no surprise that this letter from James is originally written in the Greek language. And there's this word that's translated here as generous is the word haplos. Haplos. It, it, means to, it means simply. It also means liberally. Like it's generous. It's generously, it's, but it's simple. But, it, but it's also liberally generous. Generously. It's indicating that God provides wisdom with an unhesitating, unhesitating concern for us. He un, his concern for us does not hesitate. God desires to give you wisdom to make the right choices so that you can live expecting godly wisdom as you follow him. And this word haplos, it's also a word picture. It actually depicts like something folded together. It's like simply and liberally folded together. God wants to work all things together, fold them together into learning experiences through which we can expect to receive wisdom from him. Live with the expectation that God wants to help. First Peter 1 Peter 1.6 says, Be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead. Even though it's necessary for you to endure many trials for a while, these trials are only to test your faith, to show that it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. And your faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery, file, fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. See, when trouble comes your way, you can always count on this. God has your best interest at heart. And while I don't ascribe to the philosophy that God causes everything and everything is a part of his plan, I do believe wholeheartedly that God is with me no matter what happens and that God will either deliver me or teach me something I need in the midst of this struggle. And I hear, you know, I hear this a lot. Everything happens for a reason. You've heard this, right? Everything happens for a reason. And it's true. There is a cause somewhere down the line for whatever happens. But that does not mean that it's necessarily a part of God's plan. Usually the reason that this ha whatever this happens, I'm overwhelmed, is because of human free will. It's because of our humanity. It's because of freedom of choice. My choice or someone else's that has got me in this situation. But I know this, Jesus and I live, I live with great expectation that he will see me through it all. I know this Jesus, I know him, and I live with an expectation he's going to see me through it. So when overwhelmed, trust God. I know that's very simple, it's very simple, you know, it's simple. That's what, you know, again, we're talking generously, liberally, simply trusting God. You may have heard about this mountain climber. This is the proverbial mountain climber, right? He slipped and fell onto this precarious ledge, and he's barely, he's like hanging on there. He's like, oh my gosh, if I, if I, if I move too much this way or that way, I'm going to fall. And he's shaking. And so and since he's climbing out there alone, he's, he feels utterly helpless. And he begins to cry, help, somebody help me. And to his surprise, he heard a voice. And he was seeing he couldn't see through the fog 
uh, a person. Of course, he was scared to turn around and try to look anyway. <clears throat> but the person says, I'm going to help you. Just trust me. I want to help you. And he said, okay, how are you going to help me? And the voice said, just let go. Just let go. <laughs> and the person, the, the climber is on this ledge, and he looks around frantically, and he kind of looks up, and he's like, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> you see, what he couldn't see was just below him was a ledge. And if he just let go, he would he would be completely safe on this ledge and be able to get 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 uh, back to a, a safer place from there. See, the ledge is right there, but he couldn't see it. See, there's where trust comes in. See, when when God doesn't operate on your schedule, or God's plan doesn't align with yours, do you do you trust Him and and go with it, or do you seek another plan? To be like, wow, oh, I feel like this is I I, I know in my gut this is God's plan. I'm just going to ignore that and kind of try something else, right? This is what this we're talking about here, a double-minded person. See, a double-minded person halts between two opinions. When, when, when one thought declares, I believe, the other one shouts, no, I don't. And these are the same thoughts from the same person, right? I believe, I got this, I'm going to trust. And the other one says, no, I don't believe, I have to just back off and try a different way. And James says that people like this are unstable in everything they do. What he's getting at is this. When your loyalty is divided between God and, and the world, when your loyalty is divided between, God, divided between God and self, this makes you ineffective in dealing with overwhelming days in a healthy way. See, we, we want to deal with our overwhelming days in a healthy way. We do. But our loyalties divided between God and, and something else, anything else, this makes you ineffective in dealing with this overwhelming day. So, so the truth is, you become unwilling to submit yourself to God when this happens. James says that the person whose loyalty is divided between God and the world is like a, a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Every Shifting wind of political correctness influences him. Every storm of life threatens his loyalty to God. Without an unwavering faith in God, adversity creates doubt rather than surrender. So to James, faith is a real commitment to the will of God. That's what faith is. A real commitment to the will of God. This commitment to the will of God says, not my will, but yours, Lord. And, and it means it. So, so faith is... is Commitment to God's will and plan, even when you don't understand it. When God doesn't operate on your schedule, or God's plan doesn't align with yours, do you trust God and go with it, or do you just seek another plan? When troubles come your way, and they will, live with great love for God that says, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. You know, like the first Peter one eight says, You love him, God, even though you've never seen him. Though you do not see him, you trust him, and even now you are happy with glorious and expressible joy. Your reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. So with God's help, you can begin to unknot the knots that are in your lifeline. You may feel like I'm at the end of my rope. <laughs> I don't have the strength for this. This is why we teach to pray. This is why we teach prayer. Because when we live with a great trust in God, He has a way of undoing more of what gets us all tied up in knots. He has a way of undoing these things. Are you willing to receive whatever God gives you? 
maybe maybe you lack wisdom because you're not sure if if God is there. Maybe you're not maybe you're not sure if God you know if God has an answer that you want. Would you make a commitment to obedience? Not not even knowing what God wants you to do. Would, I mean, would you would you have that kind of faith? Would you say to Him, Lord, I commit myself to do what you want? Now, what do you want? If you're willing to make this kind of commitment, you will begin to find that the struggle is real. But so is Jesus. And so for our next step this week, here's a prayer. A prayer for this week. Jesus, the struggle is real, but so are you. Right now, would you overwhelm me with your love and mercy and help me to trust you more. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AwakenChurchLA.